Welcome back to 1010 Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Rivero, and I'm sitting in the King of Motorsports studio, and I have Adam Nielsen, my co-host, on Zoom. Again. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to sound that depressed about being on the podcast. So, no, it's the Zoom thing. Yeah, I know. it, Dude, it took so long to get on tonight. So we're almost an hour behind. One of my coworkers, one of my coworkers, has recently discovered podcasts. I think I may have mentioned this a little bit. Did I, I may have even talked about this on the show already? Did you? I can't me- fucking remember. Did you mention our podcast to him? Right. So, so that was the thing. Like I was, because uh, he's a big hockey fan, right? This is the number three hockey podcast out of Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Everyone knows that. So he listens to hockey podcasts all the time, and I guess finally he decided to tune into one of ours. But uh, he tuned into one on the YouTube's. Okay. Uh, instead of just like listening to it through uh, his selected podcast app, for which is strange to me because that's how he listens to his hockey podcast, but whatever. Uh, and so then he's making fun of me because there's nothing on my wall behind me because I'm in my f- my four year old's room, sitting in a rocking chair because I don't have a desk. You couldn't just slap something on the wall. Well, I was like, dude, this was supposed to be like, COVID was just like, oh, it's like a month or two. It's a mild inconvenience, right? And that was now 12 months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been sitting in the basement alone for a year, man. I've been, you looking over my shoulder. My uh, Facebook memory popped up today about uh, the show we did with my father, which had to have been one of the last podcasts we did uh, at your house. Yeah. Live, if you will. There might have been one or two after that, but there wa- there for right. sure That's wasn't right. many. That's pretty close to the end of it. God dang, it's so been it's a been long nearly time. a year now. We've suffered through. We've I made it so work, much. but it is it is just awful. It's convenient at times. But at this point I feel like let's let's just do a podcast together again. Fuck it. Yes. I got so, a pile of things over here. I know. I need to that's, get uh, back to your house one of these days. Yeah, they almost made it in some, some boxes just to get sent to fr- friends I and family and fans. I thought I might. I, I want to say I have something for you, but I can't remember. what. I have a bunch of things for Dalton. <laughs> so I got things for Dalton, too. I got to give to Dalton. I bought him a T-shirt because I did buy him that quarter. There's a, I found we were at Walmart one day yep. just walking around, and there was a T-shirt there. That was like that, like terrible, uh, baby boomer T-shirt style. You know what I'm talking. Everyone knows what I'm talking. Wait, 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 hold on. What do you mean? Like, uh, it's just a T-shirt, right? But it's got like a stupid uh, design on the front. But it's all about Corvettes. Oh, and it's got like two or three different generations of Corvette on the front. Yeah, he needs that in his life. And I bought it for him. <laughs> and then uh I don't know if he knows that I actually bought this yet or not but this week when we were there we were there we were at Walmart again on I want to say Tuesday so yesterday and we were looking at the monster trucks uh the like Hot Wheels monster truck toys yep and they had a red night uh 2019 Camaro body on a monster truck frame or not red <laughs> orange orange brown if you will there you go and so I bought that for him, too. Man, you're getting him all sorts of presents. And he was all like, well, it's not a 1LE or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, that, that's not the point. You're like, no. Sorry, man. They don't. They didn't have the 1LEs. They yeah, just had this one. Yeah, that's not how it works. So. Well, that's nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have something for you, too, though. But I don't remember what it is. I got something for Dalton. Oh, I do remember. I do have a thing for you. It's just a small thing. 
I got these. We didn't really talk about it because I want it to be a surprise. But uh, Kanga, James from Kanga Motorsports, cut a bunch of vinyl for me. So I have this massive 10 Tents podcast logo, and it's going on the trailer, whether he likes it or not. Because if James is going to take the time to cut the biggest 10 Tents podcast logo by far that he's ever done, it's going on both sides of that trailer. So the originally the largest 10 Tents podcast logo that had ever been made, he made for Josh Fettis's, uh, uh RV. Yep. And Josh recently sold the RV or is in Did the he process really? of it's either. So he brought it to like one of those like consignment RV places. Yep. Like they'll sell it for you. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was strange. Cause it's Josh. That's not usually the way he goes about this. No. Right. That's not how I would have expected him to do it, but that's what he did, which fine, whatever. Um, but, um, he took the he took the logo off before he brought it in, so that logo is no more. Wow, I'm only Which a little bit hurt. Sad, yeah. I also a little bit hurt they didn't offer to sell it to us. Well, I don't know that he could have saved it. No, no, no. The camper, the toter. I can't afford that. I could talk to Jess about parking I mean, it's it next still for to sale. No, he said it's sold already. No, I think it's still for sale. Hmm. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't tell me that it was sold. You know, I could sell. I think he did say that there had been some interest in it. I don't think it's been sold. Well, if it's priced at the where he bought it at, then I bet there was interest. I don't think it's far away from that. Man, that'd be good value. I think Jess would lose her mind though if I showed up home with like, <laughs> look what I bought. A, for, a forty foot diesel pusher. Forty. How big is it? Uh, it might be 40. It's freaking huge. It's, it's freaking <laughs> it's so, it's so big. <laughs> it's so good. She'll be yeah. like, why don't we just buy this pickup truck? Oh, I'd have to, I would for sure have to sell the pickup and get something else. Yeah. I don't think that would go over well at all, but it would be sweet. But another cool thing, though, is that uh, James printed up a bunch of stickers. We've been promising stickers for, I don't know, years now, and we finally delivered. I bought vinyl, sent it to James. Uh, he told me my vinyl sucks, and then he he printed he printed off a bunch of better vinyl. Um, good news is Shocking. though, my green worked, so I got a bunch of green logos. Oh, God damn it, green chrome logos for everyone that loves green chrome. So obviously those are going to go first because that's what everybody wants is green chrome. Green chrome goes on everything. Green for the money, gold for the honey. I don't have any gold. <laughs> I, have some, I have a gold 10 tents st- podcast sticker. It's on my helmet. Where'd you get that? Uh, Chaz made it. Oh, right. The fr- like- I bought my helmet and I wanted to put a couple stickers on it. We all went to, uh, I went to where he had the printer, which I think was at the school he was working at at the time. And we just like, uh, this scrap vinyl is the right size and it looks cool. Let's print it. Perfect. So oh, I, I should I should have had gold next time. Once we get rid of the green, we'll get gold. I'm about gold more than green for sure. I know. Just put them together, green and gold. It's good. It's just, I mean, that's your opinion. Yeah, man. Green, a green, a, like a like a chrome green car with like chrome gold wheels. That's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and flashy, Adam. That's what everybody likes. 
I don't know. Are we doing a show? What are we doing? Does my... So I have a couple of Facebook tabs open. When people message me, does that ding come over the the mic? Kind of, yeah. You don't hear that, do you? Kind of, yeah. God damn it. Now, I don't know. Shut it off. Now that you I'll mentioned open. it. Now that you Can you just... I'll open these later. Okay. <laughs> it's like, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I can hear it. God damn it. That's very annoying. Uh, but yeah, a, right. a, a huge thank you to James for um, getting this ridiculously huge logo for me. Um and taking the time to print up all these other stickers for everybody else. Uh, if you see me or Adam at events, uh, hopefully we have these stickers and we can hand them to you. I uh, almost guarantee that I will forget them. Uh, which means that remind us and then I will mail them to you. But I'm going yeah, to try to hand them to you personally first. Likely. Yeah, that seems fair. So, Anyways, Adam, how do you feel about so, opening it up? Let's do an opener. As always, our opener is presented by Factor Fabrication, factorfabrication.com. I was just over there today. Getting putting, pulling things out for the Z so Booney can uh, finish the cage. You know, I kind of blame ourselves that he's so busy because obviously everyone that listens to the podcast has been calling him and just it's been project after project. And he had like nine things due this week, so he still hasn't had a lot of time for the Z. So I think that's our fault for how successful the campaign ad through the podcast has been. So I appreciate that from all the fans, even though I had to just sit and watch the Z sit there for 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 like way too long. He's so he's so fucking busy. <laughs> I mean, it's good, right? Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have to have a lot of uh, projects that are just more just keep coming. So yeah, I mean, if you if you need something for fact fabrication, definitely hit him up. Uh, get on that list because he's yeah he's it's doing he's doing very well. He got a lot of projects. It's awesome. Factfabrication.com. So this week I wanted to talk to you about. This kit car thing that I came across. Because we so, all know how I feel about kit carts. So Miata kit cars have become like the hot thing now because somebody realized that you can pull the body off and you have this little roller skate underneath it. And you can kind of bolt whatever you want onto it and make yourself a cool little car. So then, you know, people had like the Exosets yep. and uh, my personal favorite, the Catfish, which was like a body swap essentially. Um, how do I not know about the catfish? What's that? How do I not know about the catfish? Uh, I've never actually seen one. Oh, maybe I have. They're weird. I've never seen one in real life. They're goofy uh, looking. They're very goofy looking, but I think it's rad. God, they're tiny. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not is big a- cars. So, uh, it's kind of, it kind of, Gosh, it kind of, I'm yawning nonstop over here. I don't know what's going on. That's because it took us four hours to get set up. I'm so sorry. I had to like do a bunch of like wading through waste, almost literally waste deep snow oh. uh, today in ditches and stuff like that. And it just really takes it out of me, Robbie. Yeah, that'll wear you out for sure. I'm tired. I'm just I'm so tired. Then I, yeah, I came. We were going to do the show at 730. I came downstairs to get us up at 7. You know, it gives me plenty of time to get everything set up. And then just not have to worry about it. Well, then I came to find out that my dog tripped over the cable and ripped not only the cable from the TV, but the cables from the connector. So the connector was in the TV and the cable was disconnected. So I lost a monitor. And then uh, the computer decided that the other monitor, or I guess not yeah, not only that, it's the one that has the, uh, uh, what's it, not data link, what's it called? 
uh, display port. So it's a display port ah, to okay. an HDMI connection. So, of course, I only have one of those. So that cable's ruined. And then the HDMI cable didn't want to connect to the TV I had. So I had to go sw- swap out TVs and get the uh, steel monitor from Jess's computer set up. So now I have both my monitors. So that took way too long. And nothing would work until my computer did an update. So an hour late. Yeah. That's how my day's gone. Just from yeah. start to finish. That's the- <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, the latest and greatest in Miata kit cars is this thing called the Tipo 184, which is an alpha, like a 1930s alpha Romeo uh, replica. So it was like a, a 30s Formula One car. Oh my God. It's so cool. So it's kind of like open wheeled, if you will. Yep. Uh, single seater. Single center seater. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean. It's got Willwood disc brakes. I mean, it's, it's the hidden business. way behind it. You know, it's, yeah. it uses the original uh, Miata suspension and uh, steering column and engine and all that stuff. So it's all just like basically a bolt-on affair. Um, they do specify that it has to be what they, so they're, they're, uh, they're from, England. So they call it the Mark II Miata, which is the NB, the second gen uh, for you American folks, uh, which is most of us. But yeah, the NA apparently doesn't work. You got to have an NB because they have slightly different suspension uh, and steering rack, apparently. So I would imagine that the steering rack thing's got to be a little weird because it's center drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I imagine that's got to be a little bit weird. Uh, And then I think it's really funny because I'm assuming that that original Alpha was an inline eight-cylinder. And in an effort to make it look correct, because it has um, (laughs) – was essentially like exposed side exit exhaust – yeah, it just comes. It comes across down the side, right, basically right, right next out to your the side of the hood. Runs right underneath uh, arm the driver, like the belt line for the driver, and just dumps out right behind you. Um, in an effort to make it look correct, uh, there's a header, if you will, uh, and then the the first two and the last two are just fake pipes, <laughs> and then the middle four actually connect to the engine, so it looks kind of silly in that respect, but, uh, it's 10,000 Euro or sorry, 10,000 pounds. It's 10,000 pounds. That's not bad. Uh, That's really not bad. Yeah. So I would guess, you know, by the time you get here, like, you know, probably expect to be in that like 12 to 15 grand range. Yeah. Um, at least to get here in the United States, but it's kind of cool. Uh, they claim that it all just like bolts on and you, know, you can build it at home. It's got a little chassis that bolts onto the Miata roller skate, and then the body panels just bolt on around that. Comes with a drive shaft and all that stuff, so that's pretty simple. So yeah, uh, from the from the picture here where they have all the parts kind of exploded out, um, the cutout for the dash, I would say that it uses the original Miata cluster and all that stuff, which simplifies that significantly. So yeah, it's it's neat. Yeah, this would be. I, I like where this is going with kit cars. 
Like if if it's that simple and it's really not that expensive. I mean that's that is awesome. I wasn't yeah, sure like, how you would feel about it. Like I wasn't no, sure perfect. if you're like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, or if you're going to be more of like, a, well, this is I don't quite get why we, anybody would waste their time with this. Um, no, then but it's I pro- guess that <laughs> single seater life kind of fits fits Robbie Veerhout. Yeah, it's perfect. Man, this is this is exactly what you want out of your kit car. It's just yeah. something unique and and super fun. It's definitely going to be an eye catcher. They say it's you know it's. 50 state legal in the U.S. That's if you have a, you know, if you have the running roller skate, like, you know, the roller's all good, you can knock this out in no time, man. This would be, this would be cake. Oh, maybe it's not. They say the answer to U.S. street legality depends on the state. Some states will not allow it. Other states will just require additions like lights and indicators, maybe even fenders. Each kit is supplied with a chassis number and a certificate of origin that will assist you in should you take this route. Please check with your DMV website for further information. There's a useful link here. However, we cannot guarantee the accuracy of the contents on the SEMA Action Network website. I'll be honest, it's probably not so, the best car to make street legal. Single-seater F1 style car. I mean, it's just a Miata. It's yeah. fine. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's it'd be better for like a little track toy, in my opinion. But it'd be a blast. I would have a lot of fun in that. Yeah, uh, I feel like having because they have like the super narrow tires and stuff like that on it. Yep, I feel like that almost makes it more fun. Yeah, because you're not going to be out like oh smashing gosh. lap times and. Well, I mean. It'll be quick. At the end of the day, it's still a Miata, right? So they say that it weighs about 700 kilograms, which is uh, like between 14 and 1,500 pounds. There's 2.2 pounds in a kilogram, so you can do Do the math math if you want. Somewhere between 14 and 15. Uh, So, I mean, that's fairly light. Um, And then you put that tiny little tire on there, and, like, this thing is going to wiggle around. It's going to be a ton of fun, you know? So they claim it still maintains a 55, 45% front rear weight distribution. Wow. So uh, maximum driver height, six foot three. I mean, it's got no tops. I mean, you could be as tall as you need to be. It's fine. Well, that's to, I think, like safely fit inside the roll bar. What roll bar? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, the guy that's sitting in the thing uh, is like... The, the back of the seat area stops at his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Six foot three with helmet is what they say uh, the max height should be. Don't roll so. over in this is, is the rule. Yeah, probably. I think that's fair. I'm curious how many people, how many uh, tracks would let you even take this on it. And it like in the picture it shows it's got no like roll bar and the guy's head is yeah. for sure so above I the body. Like I feel like for HPDE, it's not that big a deal, but a lot of HPDE won't allow open wheel cars. Right. So that makes things very difficult. Um, and I don't know if you just like put some sort of floating fender on there, like if that counts. To me, that doesn't really count. You know what I, mean? I don't think it, I would agree with you that it doesn't really count, but I think it would be enough to get you on like a track day. Well, I can tell you that like uh, Mid America or RPM as it is, I guess now. Yep. Uh, our local ish track, 
they very much frown on the ideas of exosets and they don't even want them on their track. I really can't blame them. And so I feel like this probably was going to fall in that same category. If you want to go do like a fast Friday with them or a Sunday fun day with them, which are their cheapest uh, track options, they're probably going to shut you down on it. Yeah. If you're not doing something very specific that has a bunch of these types of cars, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of shoot away yeah. every time. I feel like if you're going to take like to, this would be like openly accepted at like Lake Garnett, I'm sure. Yes. I'm or an sure autocross. People would love it there. Yeah. Most autocross uh, groups, you're going to end up in a real shitty class. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be in like a mod or something stupid. Yep. But it's, I mean, it fits in there as long as you don't care, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's cool. I I like it. I don't know that I would build it. Yeah, I like it. The, as I'm looking, like I love the idea, but I'm looking at it going like, what well, what the hell could I do with it? Because I think that with it's, modern it's practical application is is it, rough. Yeah, because it, it'd be kind of a pain in the ass to make it street legal. It'd be kind of really a pain in the ass if you want to do any sort of track stuff with it in this in in the required safety of today. But it'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. If someone wants to build it and let me drive it, I'd be I'd be super pumped. I would travel to wherever you are to to, to drive it for a while. Within reason. No, no, it could be out of reason. I don't care. I mean, I'm sure if we hit this guy up and you wanted to go to the UK, you could build it. That's a perfect excuse to go to the UK, Adam. <laughs> like, I need an excuse. I mean, assuming... You know, the borders are open. I was going to say, will they even let you in there? No, no, they won't. So, you're a leper right now. Yep. Like I wasn't already. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I do want to, I would love to see one of these. But, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what the, you know, if, um... If the kit car world kind of takes off, is more interesting, or if it's just kind of going to be the same, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, it was Smith who makes those crazy little. Uh, I know we've talked about the their Utes. golf conversions before. They make the pickup trucks. Yep. Uh, they have now. They have a Beetle, uh, which is strange, but a Beetle. I mean, oh, uh, <laughs> like a new bug. That is a that is awesome. Hold on, they, they turn into a truck. Uh, they also have a charger, which I feel like that should be a hugely popular selling thing, but I haven't seen a ton of them. Um, they've also talked a little bit about maybe doing a Jeep Cherokee, uh, which would be cool. And then they also teased uh, they were trying to gauge interest on the pop possibility of making one out of a Flex, which was super cool looking. I kind of hate myself for how much I like the Beetle. Right? <laughs> it just works. Right? It looks so... It kind of works. Uh, it, I don't, their website clicks through their picture so fast. Like the, old, like the old school truck fender thing that they got going on in the back? Yeah. It looks kind of cool. It, it looks like a hot rod. I can't believe yeah. I just said that. And yeah, it, it's and it works. Of, <laughs> it's a little upsetting how cool it looks, to be completely honest with you. I wanted to hate it really bad. I can't. Uh, I the can't Charger is pretty cool. The charger's pretty good too. Uh, you know, I feel like that should be that'll be popular. Like a huge seller. Plus, you can get chargers pretty easily. Like you, you, would you know, think. get you know, like a you know a police auction charger. 
Yeah, some of just, the older. I mean, those are getting to be old cars at this point. Yeah, just because they look identical to the brand new ones doesn't mean they're a new car. Right. I mean, I mean could, it could be 12 years be old already. At least. I mean, I feel like they were selling those when I was in high school. And yeah. I've been out of high school for a long time. It's quite some time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, char- the Charger Ute looks really good. Yeah, and you That'd can get a, it with uh with like a little three quarter window in the back. Yep. Or without it, you can have it just solid me- uh, sheet metal, or you can have that little window. I like the window. I don't even know which one I like better. I like the. I, I'm gonna go with the window. I think. I yeah. Have, yeah, I like the window. I think they're cool. God dang it! I like so. the use. That's what I need. I, that's what I need. I need Josh's motorhome. I could sell yes. my truck, and then I'll buy a Ute. That way, I can get go. the best of all worlds. There you go. If I need to do any towing, I'll just do it with a big ass uh, camper. And if I need to do any uh, back of the pickup hauling, I'll throw it in the back of my Ute. Yeah, your your Beetle Ute. Exactly. You can get a TDI. You have fifty miles to the gallon, Robbie. Uh win, win. I Sold. Mean, and just buy your parts from FCP Euro, and they're lifetimed. I, there's nothing wrong with this plan. Other than the fact that you'll own another Volkswagen, I mean, I don't eh, like really super recommend that to anybody. I'd rather, I'd rather have the Charger, but <laughs> that's fair. The Charger's probably not going to get that much better gas mileage unless you get the V6. And who wants that? Nope. In fact, I just bought the the tuner kit thing or the uh, super chips tuner for my truck, so it's oh, never Jesus it's Christ. never a four cylinder ever. V8s all Christ. the time. Also, because I don't trust the four-cylinder to this V8 switching back and forth, I think that's where the, the lifters fail. So no more, no more four-cylinder eights. V8 <laughs> all the time, Robbie. Yep. I don't care what gas mileage. I want V8s all the time. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about our little topic thing going on this week. Yeah, it's that time of year we talk about where we're gonna be. And as, Where we hope to be. Yes. Um, let's not get carried away, Robbie. I will get carried away. Uh, we don't even know if all this shit could get fucking canceled. We don't even nope. know. Nope. I've called it already. Nothing's getting canceled this year. Nothing. Um, as always, our topic is presented by Petrobox, mypetrobox.com. It is about that time of the month where our Petrobox show up. They ship out between the, what do you say, the 15th and the 19th? Sure. Sure. You get an email. Ours are on the way. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to get yours, though, go to mypetrobox.com and use the code uh, TTP15 for 15% off your first box. Or if you just want to go and peruse their site and just buy certain things, uh, like a face mask or a hat or a shirt, go to uh, their shop and use the code TTP15. That's good there, too. 15% off. Um, Yeah, if you... If you want mechanics gloves or anything else for the like the what you use regularly, like again hand cleaner, you're not going to get it anywhere cheaper, and you get fifteen percent off, so it's even more cheaper. I don't know why people aren't just buying all their stuff here like I do. I was doing this before we were like official. Yeah, Robbie's like <laughs> I've been whole, doing this forever. <laughs> Robbie's like whole wardrobe comes from there. <laughs> not this right, week. We're both not wearing free vibrant shirts today. Yeah, but, uh, almost all of my clothes are either free or Petrobox at this point. I think that's probably <laughs> that's probably my case as well. But yeah, so. if you again, it, their, their shirts are super comfy. Uh, there's even a Jerry flask that's only thirteen dollars, but again, fifty percent off. 
or mechanics gloves, grease monkey gloves. $15 mechanics gloves? No, 50% off. TTP 15. So, uh, let's talk about our schedule, Robbie. The things we hope to no, plan on These going to. are the things we are doing in 2021 because this is America and I ain't afraid of no virus. Honestly, it's not even that. It's just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so busy. I don't even have time to make it to the things I want to go to. That's, that's probably more realistic is that we're going to be double booked or life will happen. I've said it before. I don't think anything will be canceled in 2021, regardless of how bad things are. There have been a few things that have already been canceled, though. Right? No, I'm, I'm talking summer. Like I'm not talking winter. I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking like okay. from April on. If anything gets canceled, I would be We're shocked. Full yellowing. Yep. I would be. I would be shocked if anything gets canceled after April. Like I think even if there's a huge be... spike, I still don't think shit's going to get canceled. I think before. things are still going to be pulled back a little bit. Yeah, I would. I would not be surprised. But we're still going to be doing stuff. Yeah, I would. I would expect to see the mask stuff still in place. Like, I don't. I don't expect the rest of the country to follow Iowa's plan of, as soon as the infection rate drops below ten percent, we just take away all the mask mandates. I don't think that's going to happen for events. I think that's going to be. That's going to stick around I a went, longer. I went to the to the northwestern part of this state <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> And uh, I don't know that I saw a single mask the entire time. Yeah, but they have the Northwest Iowa hasn't worn a mask since ever. I mean, that's that's fair. We we went strolling into uh, um, Pizza Ranch because that's like the only place I can take my kid. Yep. Is as because he just loves pizza. And that's basically it. No, he loves chicken. That's why you go to Pizza Ranch. No, he doesn't eat chicken. Does he really? Setting. I eat the chicken. That's chicken is great at pizza. Ranch. Their chicken and potatoes are the best. Don't get me started on how delicious their chicken is at pizza. Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> he man's throwing way better than burgers from fucking Acapulco <laughs> Joe's. I can tell you that. Gross. You're the, you're the only one so that would order that burger. Yeah, that's probably true. <clears throat> I did it for science, Robbie. I appreciate it. They had that. to like run next door and like, do you guys got a burger patty we can borrow? We had it we had it on the menu for profiling purposes, but he fucking ordered it anyways. <laughs> but uh I wore a mask in there and there were like two people standing by the register and yep. then the person behind the register and all three of them threw me glances. Yeah. Sure. E man yeah, when Eman and John were up at uh, visiting Dalton, they said the same thing. That when they walked into a store with a mask on, they said they would have got a smaller reaction had they walked in with their dicks hanging out. <laughs> and they're probably right. Yeah, that's probably true. I told that to my mom, and she laughed. She's like, "Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that's what it's like here." <laughs> it's so weird because here, like everybody wears their mask. When you go into a store, you put your mask on. That's just the thing you do. Yeah. No, it, it's for the most part. It's a dramatic difference when you, from Des Moines to Northwest Iowa. So, but anyway, very strange, but we won't get into that. Any no, further. we don't need to, but, uh, I mean, we kind of already did Yeah, far enough, but, uh, let's talk about where we're going to be, Robbie. Where are you going to start out with? Uh, let's kind of go in chronological order ish. Oh, okay. Is that what we're trying to do? No. Shit. <laughs> I thought I, we'd go by sanctioning body or something like that. I, oh, I started with super lab battle. I am going to super lab battle. Uh, that's two, three weeks from March, March, three or five four weeks through seven in Austin, snowy Texas. Oh, God, dude. So 
I'm so glad. I was like kind of super annoyed when they announced that it was going to be in March because I was like, that's I don't a full wait. month farther away than it normally is. And I that's like the opener for my year, right? That's what gets me going. Yep. And I was like, son of a bitch. That's a month later. Thank God. <laughs> They push that back because there's six inches of snow at Coda right now. That's insane. So, that that would have been what this weekend? That would have been this weekend, the one we just finished this past weekend. Oh yeah, that would have that would have not worked at Last all. Last year it was Valentine's Day. The first two years was Valentine's Day weekend. Yep. Yeah, they so, kind of they kind of got lucky on on they that. They dodged a bullet there for sure. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, who's all going with you? Uh, same group as last year. So it'll be me, uh, Ryan Seiler, Josh Fettis, and Iowa Man. Is Iowa Man driving? TBD. Has he? He hasn't registered. Oh, you mean in the car or in the race? No, he's not. Oh, I couldn't remember. No, we, oh, I know gosh, we we no. kept we kept pushing no, him because so, we want him to get free turbos if he wins. Yeah, but I didn't know if he was actually just going to go anyways. So he was, I don't know how much he wants to people to know this, but we're going to fucking blow a spot up anyway, right? What's so, he going to do? Stop um, us? He pulled the oil pan off uh, to put some sort of baffles in there to help the, sump, the dry sump system work better. And when he had it off, he noticed some unusual wear. And so he tore the motor down a little bit farther. And long story short, the motor came out and is now at a machine shop. You know, I was thinking about that when he... F- not last year so much, but the year before when he was racing with us or, or uh, doing time trials with us. And we were talking about oil temps and the typical to- oil temps he'd see. And I'd say like, yeah, if I hit 240, it's it's a hot day. And he goes, right. yeah, man, I hit 290 a couple of times. And you know, looking at the way his bearings look, I'm like, okay, I can see that now. Yeah. And that car, <laughs> had, that car has had a rough life. It has been road hard and put up wet many times. Yep. So it, it was uh, it was overdue for a good... Yeah. Build. So, and I know that like the car has been on a handful of dynos and I think it gets progressively less power every time it's been on a dyno. Yeah. Cause he was under 500 last summer and we gave him hell yeah, for it. I remember the first couple of years he was a, a good bit decent into the fives. So yeah. my dad always says that a race motor is fastest right before it blows up though. So I guess maybe he had more life in it. It's best not to find that the hard way. I think he so. he dodged. I I know he's hurting when it comes to having to like pay for an engine that he didn't plan on paying for, but he dodged a bullet for sure. Because I can't yeah. imagine if he would have, you know, halfway through the season, you know, blow up that engine. I think that this is the much better route. Yeah, even if it sucks at the beginning of the season. So uh, thankfully, he was able to reuse some of it. Um, and he doesn't have to do anything. You know, he was fearing the worst and planning for the worst. But I don't remember exactly what he's doing, so I'll leave that out. But uh, it's not as bad as we thought it was. Some of the engine is salvageable. It doesn't have to be re-sleeved, which is huge. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, so, yeah, it, he he dodged a bullet. Yeah, I think he caught it at, at the best possible time. I mean, the, the bearings were worn, but didn't look like any damage it didn't look like anything traumatic so that's awesome yeah. that's that's good that you can catch it right away and yeah hopefully be back on long track. story short he's not racing at super lab this year but that no. just means you have to watch ferris and his uh rocket ship oh jesus christ <laughs> and the life oh, the life c6 rocket ship c5 
Right. Sorry. C5. That's a C5. It is a C5. It's, it's older. So I'm hoping the GTR shows up too, because I'm quite certain we have not seen that GTR full tilt boogie. I, I know that the first year when James was there with the Integra, yep. I, you know, they'll never say this, but it is my personal belief that they went just fast enough to beat James. Yeah. Uh, and, and not go any faster than they needed to, to win that event that year. Uh, because people believed that the next or that this was, uh, and I think rightfully so that this is going to become like the premier time attack event in the United States. And I think they wanted to leave some room on the table, some wiggle room on the table for yep. them to improve their time next year. Uh, and maybe kind of like dangle that out in front of some other unlimited teams and then just fucking destroy everybody. It's <laughs> kind of what I think they were hoping for. And then 2020 happened and, um, a bunch of people that weren't able to make it with their cars. Uh, and then they had a bunch of trouble with the GTR. Um, and so I, maybe we'll see it again this year. Maybe not. I don't know. So I hope that it comes though. Yeah. I hope, I hope so too. That'd be incredible. Yeah. And I'm I think hope- the C5 is a customer car. I don't think it's a shop car. Oh, so hopefully that means that the that the GTR will come too. Yeah, I've just been lurking on their Instagram, watching watching them get that build closer and closer to completion. It's it's gonna be wild. It's so nutty. I, I when I when they first showed the the front wing, I couldn't <laughs> believe how big it was, and I'm just and yeah. all I could all I could think about was like worst case scenario of like what would happen if I made that wing and then take it out on like my first lap and then just like drop one wheel off the side of the track and just like this whole splitter just goes under the car because <laughs> that's how I would end up having Yeah, it. like the fastest, the absolute balls to the wall, full on, this is the stupidest line I can take, but it's the fastest, does not work on those top-level competition cars. Yeah. Those top-level time attack cars. It's just not a thing that those guys can drive like that. So you got to keep it off the curbing. Yep. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Yeah, Ferris's car is going to be full-on ridiculous. He's running Unlimited this year as well. Uh, Cody Loveland has released a few videos of the front wing that he is building for Ferris. Uh, If anybody who's familiar with Cody Loveland's work, they already can kind of guess that that is going to be complete (laughs) and total insanity. And it's the biggest sheet of carbon fiber I've ever seen in my life. Yes. It's huge. (laughs) It's It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It'll be it'll be so cool when that card is all yeah ready and to that, go. He you know he posted picture of the the tower the tower of slicks that he has for that car this year. <laughs> um, I know he's been posting a lot about his motor build. Uh, that motor should rev out a little higher. I think if I remember right, he said that like the top speed now with the tire he was running before, instead of being like 177, should be like 191 now or something <laughs> stupid. Uh, like gear limited, that was as fast as that car could go uh, on the tire he used to run. So it's oh, unbelievable. Just wild. Scary fast. So excited. <laughs> I'm glad he put a cage in it. Yes. That was overdue, and we yeah. are all happy about that. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Super Lab shaping up to be pretty ridiculous. There'll be a GLTC race there. I know there's a ton of people who are slamming and cramming to get their cars put together for that. Yep. So I'm excited that that took off and that it looks like it's going to have a really good field this year. So yeah, it looks like a lot of people are, are traveling for that one. So it'll be it'll be yeah. a good start to the 2021 season. Yeah, not Robbie Veerhout though. No. 
Never even considered it. <laughs> I, <sighs> under no circumstance will the first event on a new car for me be at Coda. No way. No. No. Never. I've seen the price sheet, and I don't know that I could ever race there, period. If, if I felt very confident in my vehicle that it was dialed and that I wouldn't need a <sighs> diaper, I I would feel confident. Then I would consider it. Just first event on a new new build? Never. No Just way. Just buy a diaper. Yep. I won't. Wouldn't even, didn't even consider it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I considered NCM, but that's that's not really in the cards either. But we'll get there. Yeah. So that's probably the next one, isn't it? Uh, I was. Yeah, we could talk about grid life, or I was going to talk about one lap. When is? Oh, that's like that's right it, around then too. It's isn't in it? May. All right, so we'll talk about May? that. May. Yep. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I was obviously planning on last year, and I did no laps of America. Uh, I think the plan still is to run 2021 one lap. Um, looks like that's a go for the most part. There hasn't really been any talk of canceling it. Um, again, same route, yeah? Uh, yes, I believe it's the exact same route. So I need to talk to Bill. <laughs> uh, last last year this time we were getting that um, Subaru ready, so we'd, we talked a lot more about it. But now he's got that C8 and it's, you know, it's ready to go. We don't have to do nothing. Oh, so, that blue. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my gosh. That's, that car it, looks so incredible. It's the only only one I've seen in that color. Yeah. He, yeah, it's I remember. so bright. I don't think I have a picture of it either, of course. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm not even going to bother pulling it up. It's not important right it's now. It's such like but, an, it's, it's a very electric blue. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of has a, uh, like a golf blue feel to it, but not, but it's not quite that teal, but yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a gorgeous car. And I'm 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 just I'm just excited to be in it. So I, I should be. I should probably double check to make sure he's still planning on bringing me, because <laughs> I don't want to get my heart broken. Um, but yeah, so we would start uh, May first. That would um, that would be a, a Grissom or uh, at tire rack. And then go to Grissom Air Force Base, and then uh, May second would be at Memphis. Third at Eagles Canyon. Fourth at NOLA. Uh, fifth at Atlanta. Um, fifth at Lanier Raceplex. So it's both in the same day. Uh, May 6th up at Summit Point, then 7th is Gingerman, and then back at uh, uh, Tire Rack. They ever say which track they were running It's at uh, Summit Point? If it's the short course, I'm going to be super pissed. That is Shouldn't that is by far. Oh, I don't know if it means like the, the Grand Prix course or the Shenandoah. Last year they talked about uh, Shenandoah. I don't There's know. There's a jump on that course. Yeah. I just want I just want on record that the short course, like on iRacing for Summit Point, yeah, is my least favorite track of all the tracks. Yeah, I hate it. I truly hate it. The short of the Grand Prix course? No, like they it's like when they have the picture, they have the one that's like it looks like the size of a go kart track over to the left, and they have like the other track. Yeah, it's the little one to the left, that little go kart looking track. Not Shenandoah though, is it? No, no, that's like what is that one called? It's the one they keep doing the like on iRace, and they keep doing the MX Five Cup there, and it pisses yeah. me off because it's the worst track. <laughs> Why is it so bad? Because you can't finish a race without crashing out. Yeah, it's the only race I've ever been crashed out through all of my qualifier points or my uh, disqualifier points. It's just jeez, because like I just get it's too short, and everyone crashes into each other. It's super annoying. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. <laughs> um. Oh, where is that? 
Yeah, I don't have. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not matter. that important right now. But I, I, everybody who I races knows exactly what you're talking about, yep. and everyone who doesn't won't care. still. Yeah, they won't. Even care. if you tell us. Yeah, I don't know how so. it's broken up. It is the. But yeah, I think the uh, last year I thought the plan was to do the the full course. Shenandoah is a separate track entirely. Yeah, I think that was the plan originally. So, uh, what's this? Yes. Uh, the story on the Shenandoah track is the guy that built the complex. Uh, he wanted to take all of his favorite corners in the world and make them one track. Yes. And apparently it's nutty. Yeah. So last year I remember them saying that Shenandoah was the circuit that they wanted to do. Otherwise, we're probably going to be a summit point main. Um, and for the record, oh, of course, you stupid thing. Um, it's the Jefferson circuit. I hate the Jefferson circuit with a passion. I will, I will skip a race on iRacing if it's at the Jefferson circuit. Jeez. Yep. What's next? Uh, yeah, so that's it for one lap. Yeah. We can talk about, oh, we'll talk about mine real quick. Uh, obviously, I'm with been working on getting that Porsche ready for uh, Missed Apex Racing, and work with those guys to give us a chance to do some WRL stuff. Uh, we were originally planning on doing our first event in May at Road America, but it's looking less and less realistic. Um, obviously, that would be I would be doing one lap for the first week, and then I would just be arriving driving on Sunday because I would go from Tire Rack on Saturday to uh, Road America, and then get there Saturday night and race Sunday morning. Um, I don't know if that yeah, we kind of, I think we've already nixed that road America for our first event's not going to happen. Um, we will be at Heartland park in June and then Hallett in October are the two WRL races we plan on being at. And that's, a, I think it's a lot more realistic on um, the cars. It's like one day away from being ready to, to drive. It's, it's real close, but that also means it's like, a month and a half worth of work after we sort it out and shake it down and find out what didn't work, what's broken, you know, plus we got a decent amount of body work and and stuff to do yet. So it's, it's a lot closer than I thought it would be at this time, but it's definitely got a lot of work to do yet. So being shook out and ready to go for a June race is much more realistic and Heartland park being a track that we're all familiar with. I think it's a lot nicer uh, place to start as a team. Yeah, that's it for WRL for us. I hope to go to one or both of those. Yeah, Heartland Park uh, for sure. That'd be that'd yeah. be awesome. Heartland Park's easy for me to get to. Yeah, Hallett's a bit so, of a trek, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I'll be in Hallett, but I would like to come and and uh, you know help out as much as I can. Yeah. Um, at Heartland Park, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's just two eight-hour races on Saturday and Sunday. I'm sure that falls on some other weekend of things I have to do somewhere, but yep, June eleven and or eleven through thirteen is the the weekend. Mm. Well, so far, I don't have anything that weekend. Nice. Yeah, we've it's actually worked out pretty well. There's not a lot of overlap this year. Yeah. So, all right. Where do you want to go next? Should we talk grid life stuff. What the heck is a grid life? It's uh it's a thing that people do. I don't know. Are it's sure? not really that cool. 
I've heard mostly I'm just going because Dalton is going and I'm going to try and do my best to wrangle him and be his handler, uh, his adult essentially. So you're just going to make sure E-Man's just far away, right? Just, well, I don't know. We'll see how many he shows up to (laughs) all of them. We'll see. So that starts out, uh, excluding the GLTC race at Super Lab Battle. Their first weekend is April 17th through the 18th, or 17th and 18th uh, at NCM, which is going to be an interesting event to shake down a Corvette that's gone through a lot of changes, but it'll be fine, right? Which Corvette are you talking about? Because there's a lot of them. Dalton's. Okay. Yeah, that'll be... And he hasn't been to NCM. No, he has not. <laughs> no, he has not. And uh, uh, from oh, what I've heard, the uh, people in the know tell me that that is one hell of a track. That is a long, challenging track. Can confirm. Love yeah. it. It's 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 a wonderful track. Absolutely wonderful. But that is a that's a lot going on. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to figure out setup on your car, make sure it's running right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a so that'll be good. That'll be, but you got to take when you when your racing group goes to the Corvette Museum and you race a Corvette, you, don't have, you a choice. have to take yep. your Corvette. He has to, by the way, he has to go to the museum if he's already there. I want to go to the museum. It's good. That's one of the things I want to do. Yep, we when we were there, we ducked out uh waiting for our first session and and it was definitely worth the it was kind of a flying trip for us cuz we didn't know how long it would take to Get to the first session. Yeah, that's all I probably really need is just to. Fl- I mean, once you've seen a Corvette, you've for the most part seen them all. Yeah, it's it's a good museum. It's 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 worth going to if you definitely can get a you know a little bit of time away. <clears throat> yep. So, but that's towards the end of April. And the May's pretty quiet. Uh, there's track day picnic in there. I don't know that the Gold Pass qualified Dalton for track day picnic or if we're going to that or not. Um, but that's at Blackhawk Farms as it always has been. Last year they had to kill track day picnic. This year it is back again. Um, so I guess we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to be that one or not. Me neither. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and then I think their next event uh, is the first run at Gingerman. Yep, the uh, spring kickoff. Spring kickoff, uh, June 4th through the 6th, which used to be the um, Midwest festival Hustle. weekend, but they've moved it. Uh, I think that's going to be better. Hopefully, the weather is better in September, oftentimes. It's going to rain. Wet. It's always no, raining. No, it's for sure going to rain in September anyway. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if it's June or September. It's going to rain. Nah, dude, yeah. As long as it's not October. You go to Gingerman and it rains. That's what you do. Or snows. Yeah. So that's the 4th through the 6th. And then at the end of the month, they'll be at um, Audubon Country Club. Uh, so that one has drift at it as well. Uh, they have a skid pad there, which is... One of the few places that Grid Life gets on the skid pads. Yep. Yeah, th- I, but I think. Yeah, sorry to jump back. I think Grid uh, Gingerman will probably be my. If I don't do track day picnic, um, I'll probably have the Z at Gingerman. Is that your hope? It's my plan. Yeah. I don't know how many events you were actually going to be able to swing this year, it, like what you were planning. I on. honestly don't know because I, I, 
I plan on being at all the Midiv events. Right. I don't know if I'll be able to drive at all of the Midiv events. Right. So I'm trying to, because I obviously want to take the Z to GLTC. I, I, my first priority is WRL, getting those, getting the car ready for that, racing in those two events. And then my second priority would be one lap. Then then it goes to GLTC. And then after that's time attack, actually driving at the events. So the 240 is probably going to be a streetcar. And then the Z will be used at Midiv for shakedown purposes. And that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a lot. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, I'll say that's, that's a lot of money and uh, time. So that's assuming everything goes well. Which we know better. So, uh, <laughs> should, yeah, no joke. Should we stick with the grid life here? Yes. Okay. So then after that, we get almost a month off of the grid life shenanigans anyway. Uh, and then we're headed to Colorado again for one of my favorite events of the year. The 23rd to the 25th of July uh, will be the first festival that they're running this year at Pikes Peak International Raceway. It's an amazing event. I'm hoping to bring my whole family this year. Nice. Maybe even in a camper. We'll see. I don't know about how that's going to go yet. We'll see. I don't know because that's overlap and we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. See, so like the only uh, overlap. Yeah. And then August, uh, we roll. That's you get a week off and then we're right back at mid Ohio, which is really annoying. That's the opposite. <laughs> I'm like complete opposite direction. Yeah. I'm going to take so much time off to do all this stuff. It's going to be so bad. See, I wasn't planning on it, but then we got E Man over in Columbus saying that we have to. I know. And I really want to go to mid O. Yep. But I also really want to go to Alpine. Yep. So, I don't know, man. We'll see. I also really want uh, to stay married, so that kind of yeah, throws, there's, throws a there's wrench that in that, too. too. I got to find a way to do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, August 6th to the 8th uh, at Mid-Ohio. Mid life's going there. And then we get another two weeks off. And then the 20th through the 22nd, we will be at Heartland Park. That's going to be... In Topeka. Awesome. Super excited about that. Uh, I've been told that we will probably even get to run the drag strip. There will be drifting. There will be road coursing. There will be craziness. I think I'm going to drag my dad to it. It's going to be great. I think I'm going to have to drag some of my friends that don't normally go. Look at you. It's my mom's birthday. I can't think of a better birthday present. So, yeah, then taking my dad away, I feel like that's a good birthday. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, that, that, that's the one I'm going to make Josh go to, Josh Lapita. Yeah, that one's close enough that I think we need to drag some of our friends that we haven't gotten to go to Grid Life and let it ruin their life as well. Yes. Well, he's, you know, so I mean to have Josh on one of these times, but, like, he hasn't been on track, and I have two cars now, which means Josh needs oh. to get on track. Snap. Obviously. Oh, snap. So he's been, yeah, he's been doing a shitload of eye racing. So just throw him in a car. Same thing. It's fine. There you go. So then I get two weeks off again and we're back at it at Gingerman for festival. Yes. It's going to be September awesome. September 9th through the 12th. It's probably already sold out. <laughs> probably already can't get your GLTC ticket. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I meant to say is that uh, WRL. 
every event sold out almost immediately. The first one I think was within days. And then the second one at Barber was within 48 hours. So I messed like, as soon as that post, I messaged the team. I was like, okay, we don't have a choice here. You have to we like, we have to register the day that comes out. These are, these are what we're doing. We're registering. Yeah. You can't be wishy-washy. And I think that's going to be the case with everything this year. Like if you, if you think you're going to go to a yeah, good life, everyone wants to get out. Yep. I, I, I predicted that, like, obviously I predicted that GLTC would be huge this year, which of course I've been, I'm already right on, but oh, Jesus Christ, Chris Forberg is building a fucking car with, for, <laughs> with a pro driver. It's going to be fucking huge. Okay. I like Honda doing it too. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be huge, <laughs> but There's, there are manufacturers racing in GLTC. Yeah. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Out of control. Robbie. It's, it's going to be huge, but. I think that between the way WRL is already sold out so fast, I think Gridlife's going to do the same thing. Um, the amount of people that have liked the mid time trials page in the last like three weeks, I expect that to be really high numbers. I, so I think if you're looking at going to events, you need to commit early and buy the tickets because otherwise you ain't going. Yeah. So then the, the last event of the year for the for the boys at Gridlife. October 9th through the 11th uh, at Road America. I should go to which that. Which is another event I plan on bringing my whole family to. Sounds like a great camping opportunity. Yep. The National National Park of Speed. It's yeah. not a national park, but it's practically a national park. I was showing it's it. called the National Park of Speed. So. I was showing Jess that, too, and, and throwing out the idea of camping and doing that. So she, she was in. It's a beautiful place. Absolutely incredible. Is October they're starting to change colors, like in the trees? I would assume so, yeah. It's got to be getting close, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're farther north than we are, too, so they probably start earlier. Mm -hmm. Not like a lot north, but a little bit. It's quite a bit north. I suppose. I think it's more east than it is north, but... Yeah, definitely. It's not that far away. It's only like six hours for us. And we travel further and further. in Iowa terms, it's perfectly reasonable. (laughs) Yep. If it's less than six hours, that's a day trip. Yeah, or a weekend absolutely. trip for sure. Yeah, it's a quick weekend trip. Yep, two to three hours is a day trip. I'm yep. not. I'm not getting a hotel for two or three hours. Nope, I can go to and from Kansas City, no problem in a day. Right, absolutely. Four hours is a weekend. Six hours is a weekend. Yeah, four to four to eight is a weekend, and anything over eight, I'm probably going to need to take a day off. For sure, but that's fine. Yep. Yeah, like how it's a a long three day weekend. Yeah, like that's Austin like, that's like 10 is hours. an 18-hour drive. <laughs> so I'm going to take Day a Monday, couple of days. Or Friday and Monday off for that one. Yeah, I don't blame you there. <laughs> okay, so that's it for Grid Life. So, yep, that's Grid Life for this year. So now Let's talk about Midiv Time Trial Series, the second most popular time trial series in all of the land. The Midwest, at least. Definitely in the Midwest. Um, I know a guy. So we're starting the season off... Um, at the end of March, actually, on the 28th, we're doing our Dino Day. So if you are new to the series and want to be part of the competition side of it, uh, this year it's a little bit different. So if you want to show up, you don't have a Dino, you're going to be thrown into like the same type of classes. It's all the same classing, but you'll be part of the weekend group. So it's a little bit more uh, less accurate. So yeah, if you're just running off SAE horsepower, you'll be part of the weekend group. But if you're actually part of the competition group, you'll be required to have a Dino. And we are doing a Dino Day on um, March 28th, it looks like, uh, the official date and 
uh, Motorsport Reg. If the information will be out here shortly. Um, yeah, just show up. We'll do a couple runs. It'll be sixty bucks. Get your three runs in, and uh, that'll be your official horsepower for the season. And if you ran last year and have not made any changes to your engine, you can run last year's dyno sheet. Just because twenty twenty was a and still continues to be a nightmare. <clears throat> hey, man. <laughs> Um, but when we get back to the actual series, our first event will be May 15th and 16th at uh, Heartland Park. Uh, June 19th and 20th will be at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway at St. Louis. Uh, July 10th and 11th will be back at Heartland Park. Um, so if you are running Grid Life and mid of Time Trials, you'll be at Heartland Park quite a few times. Yeah, I'm going to be at, I'm like, I just want to get an apartment there. Yeah, I think that's the smart way to do it. And Topeka's got to have cheap apartments, right? I just, I just need something to or cover. Or just get a thing. camper. Yeah. Or you just get a camper. Yeah, we could. It's a rolling apartment, Robbie. We need a podcast rolling studio. Josh needs to sell it to us for pennies we on need, the dollar. We need a podcasting couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in on the casting couch. Let's turn this podcast into a moneymaker. Podcasting couch. Oh, sorry. I was thinking something else entirely. Team viewer. Team Team. team, team, not teen. Got it. Right. Sorry, I was thinking something else. Um, I love how it took him so long <laughs> to catch on. To I thought he, I thought he knew what I was talking about, and then like realized. Yeah, I knew Wait. exactly what because that my that's what I heard too. But uh, I heard he, team. It took him a while to catch on. <laughs> oh, which team. made it even better. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good one. Um, this is our only major overlap, and that's uh, July 24th and 25th is at Hallett, and that's also the same weekend as um, um, Alpine Horizon, if you run Grid Life as well. So I know decisions um, <clears throat> decisions will have to be made. I think I know a couple people that have already decided Hallett's where they're going to end up, and I know a handful of people have already decided that uh, Grid Life's where they're going to end up. And there's no wrong answers, just so we're clear. And then we're wrapping up the season back at St. Louis on August 7th and 8th. So it's kind of a whirlwind of uh, five events over the course of like three months. But that's okay. That gives us time to go to all the events in September and October that are a little bit further out, like Road America, Grid Life. There you go. And we're done in time for anyone that does the uh, Time Trials National Tour, so they could do some of those events. I know they're at, I want to say they're at, or maybe I'm thinking Track Night in America, they're at Topeka quite a bit as well. And then, obviously, they'll be at NCM for uh, Time Trials Nationals, which I have no plans to go to, but I'm not ruling it out. I can't rule anything yeah. out, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know I know a bunch You're of people that will be person, there. Yeah. You are a crazy person. Yeah, plus I like to go to a lot of racing events. Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, that's it that I got for Time Trials. I don't plan, again, I don't plan on going to any... Uh, Time Trials National Tour events or Track Nights in America. But that doesn't mean I won't be there. They are going to be I'll put up. at VIR in March, Button Willow in April, Eagles Canyon in May. Oh, that's cool. The Time Trial Nationals at NCM is in June this year. Oh, that's right. It's the 10th through the 13th of June. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that they changed that. Yeah. Wow, I'm, uh, I'm then glad you said that. They something. go to Palmer in July, Gingerman in 
July as well, 17th and 18th. Uh, and then the 24th and the 25th at Ridge Motorsports Park in Washington, uh, August 28th and 29th at Pit Race, and November 6th and 7th at Road Atlanta. They are not at Topeka, so disregard basic, event. Disregard everything I said about Time Trials National Tours from five minutes ago. I thought they'd be uh, at Topeka. While we are talking about Time Trial Nationals, uh, and the the national events of the SCCA. Um, this is one I forgot to send you, Robbie. Yep, I got it. I'll click. They on. are running May first and second. They are running a hill climb in Pineville, Kentucky, which means Adam has to be there because at the Pine Mountain State Resort Park, which uh, I think it's like I want to say it's like a little over two miles and has like ten turns or something like that an elevation gain of 650 feet oh wow so george boland who is like the godfather of united states hill climb he's competed at 16 hill climbs and holds the overall record at 11 of them he says that it is the best course he's ever seen in the united states and that quote has everything you would look for fast flowing sections slower technical corners a great surface Plenty of dips and rises that offer that both offer challenge and make the hill fun. Yeah, I was pretty excited so, to see them announce uh, this. This sounds like an incredible event um, that I hope will really drive like more hill climbing. But, yes, uh, I really just don't see me being able to make it to this because it's a long ways away. I already looked. Yeah, Kentucky's not super close. And no. May first through second doesn't really work for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to go. I really do, but I just don't see myself. I'm, I'm not going to trip down there by myself, and I don't really know that I know anybody who's going. Although Adam Jabay has tentatively agreed to be there, I thought he had to uh, be. So there. I suppose I know somebody there, but I don't know, man. Maybe we'll he, yeah, maybe he needs someone to ride down with him. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, uh, definitely high on my list of things I would like to attend, but probably not gonna. Yeah, I, I, this is this one piqued my interest oh. as soon as they posted it, and I knew I wouldn't yeah. be able to make it, but it was it'll be on my list in the future for sure. I want to push people who live in that area towards it because I think it's important. I also want to hear about it. I want anyone that goes to it. I want to, I want to know how it was. I want it to be successful. So, uh, I have a couple of events that are unrelated to anything we've talked about so far. Um, so here, Oh, quite a while back, we talked about Tony Stewart starting his own race, uh, program, uh, that is happening. It's called the superstar racing experience. They have these like Mustang looking almost uh, race cars yeah. uh, that they're going to be running on, I think on dirt and on paved surfaces. Uh, but one of these events is at Knoxville Raceway right here in the heart of Iowa. Oh uh, boy. June 19th. Uh, there are previous formula one drivers on the list. There are previous, uh, NASCAR drivers on the list. There are some uh, Willie T. Ribs is on the list. Paul Tracy, Mark Paul Weber. Paul Tracy, Mark <laughs> Weber, Tony, uh, Tony Stewart. Can- Tony Canon, Labonte. Oh, my gosh. Castro Neves. 
Yeah. Um, so, I want to a, be there. <laughs> what am I doing June 19th? It's a star-studded lineup. I bet They're I, also running 410 sprints that night, so we can get a little sprint car action in. I am very seriously considering doing this, going to this event. Where I think it's going to be cool. I assume I'm. I assume I have somewhere I need to be on June nineteenth. But if I'm, if I'm not at an event, I will be at this. So I'll buy it, it. It sounds cool. There's going to be. I want it to be a thing that you know works because I think it sounds cool. Uh, it's it's got a one hell of a star studded lineup. It should be really cool. Yeah, I wouldn't miss that if I if, if I if I don't have to, I won't miss that. Yeah, I don't have anything on the that weekend yet. Hopefully it stays that way. So uh then the other thing that I am ninety eight percent certain is happening this year and I will be at is the Iola car show and swap meet, uh July eighth through the tenth. My dad and I have already committed to going. Uh Long-time listeners will remember I went two years ago. It is seriously the largest swap meet I have ever been to in my life, and that really is saying something because uh, I've been to some big ones. Um, they always have, like, automotive people come and talk. This year's lineup isn't that interesting, but Don Garlitz is on there, so that'll be cool. That'd be interesting. Ho- hopefully some of his cars will come with him because uh, I always love seeing those. So I have seen a few of them before. I would love to get down to the uh, museum, maybe someday. But four thousand swap meet spaces, Robbie. That's insane. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Yeah, I would. My dad and I have talked about maybe actually getting a booth. Oh yeah. Um, If for no other reason than it just gives you like a home base to launch out of when you're walking, right? as much as uh, actually trying to sell stuff. Like uh, sometimes just being able to sell enough stuff to break even on the booth is good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah if you're there, just have a good time then. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Um, I would like to go. July, do 8th, the, do, yeah, July 8th through the 10th. Yeah. So I would like to go and do the booth thing, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find out how much it costs. I don't see what it costs, though. I just see tickets to get through the door. So. But, yeah. Iola. I'll be there. Wisconsin. I don't know if I can make it, but I'd like to. It's up there by Stevens Point, which is where Gridlife will be this weekend for their ice battle. I will not be there. I have no I interest in that. There. <laughs> that sounds. By the time this show airs, you've already missed it anyway. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my list of things to do this year. Uh, the DMVR Autocross has been released. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of events at Eddyville, which is exciting. Always they, fun. They seem to be really uh, – everyone seemed to be really excited about that last year. I'm pretty committed to having a running car this year. I hope to make it to at least one or two of those events. But I've yes. said that for like multiple years in a row. We'll see if it Yeah, happens. but you mean it this year. This is the I year. do. This I want the, the year, car man. running. I'm not going to promise I'm going to make it to any events, but the car will be driven again this year. There's Adam no promises it will be that. running. It will be at Eddyville. You can take it to the bank, Robbie. If anything has ever been proven, it's when I say I. It's when we say we're not going to do something that we end up doing no, it. So no, fuck autocross. I'm never doing another one again. <laughs> no, no. If I joke about maybe wanting to do it. Then it gets thrown in my face, and I have to do it. 
If I just mention it one time on the podcast, it just happens. So I will never LS swap my 240. See? You see where this goes? I just I mentioned something one time and then like it has to happen. Oh, it'd be kind of cool if saying, I did, Robbie. It'd be kind of cool I'm if I did this. Never autocrossing again. It'd be kind of cool if Adam could make it to a couple autocrosses. Eh. It's just going to happen now. This podcast eh. speaks things into existence. Eh. Tech Boss LLC. Look how legit that got. I know. <laughs> I need to have a chat with that boy. Shit got real, real fast once Make he sure went public. He sell his soul to the devil. Yep. So, anyway, anything else, oh, Robbie? Sorry, we didn't say a single word. Uh, April 24th, 25th at Adventureland. Uh, it's always a season. Um, May 23, Eddieville. June 13th, Eddieville. Uh, July 25th, Eddieville. Um, August 29th, Eddieville. September 19th, let me guess, Eddieville. Uh, October 2nd and 3rd, back at Adventureland. Back uh, at Adventureland. As you we can tell, all of our other places. As you can tell, it's gotten very, very difficult to get a autocross place anywhere in the Des Moines region. Slim uh, pickings. We have, I, I guess, I haven't actively been involved, but uh, the team and the SCCA group has actively been looking for other places. So, if you are local and you know of a gigantic parking lot and you know the people that own it are cool, um, definitely hit us up, and I will get you in in with the right people. We have tried. You know, we've ran at. Uh, the event center we've ran at um, airports and the new FAA regulations has kind of made it almost impossible to run at airports anymore. It seems um, the yeah event center doesn't really like their paint getting messed up. So that's not an option anymore. Just, yeah, just silly things are what kills it. And it's just, it's sad that uh, it's so challenging to get an autocross event going, but luckily we have Eddieville and Adventureland and they're super into having the events there. So that helps. But, uh, Always, always looking for more. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy that uh, the city that put on the Des Moines Grand Prix downtown struggles to find autocross wins. It's yeah, so we killed that too, Robbie. Yes, but it was super rad, and we did it. Yeah, but we still killed it. So it, it, it happened, though. Not a lot of cities can say that they did that. Des Moines hates fun. That's uh, that's fair. They should put that on a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Eddieville so. doesn't, though. Eddieville loves fun. Well, it's a racetrack. They love it. So, should we do some news then? Yes. And as always, our news is presented by Apex Pro, apextrackcoach.com. Um, if you need your Apex Pro unit, head over to there, apextrackcoach.com. Use a code 10 tenths and get a free window mount. Um, also, if you just want to talk to Andrew about getting into data, he can hook you up, uh, message him directly, either on Facebook or through the Apex Pro website, apextrackcoach.com website. Um, I actually built something the other day for my Apex Pro. You haven't seen this. Yet. Oh no! So, um, my gauges weren't really. I just wanted some some sort of gauges, and Andrew hooked me up with the Apex Pro OBD2 module and uh, lap timer predictor thing. There's probably an official word for that. I should learn it. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. People know terrible advertising, but people know. I wanted to uh, use my. Dash. What on God's green earth do you have going on there? Yeah, Robbie? so I cannibalized my gauge setup. I so would I, say. So I stole the little bracket that attaches to the steering column, and I kept okay. the back of the gauges. Every, I mean, I just took it apart. I didn't actually ruin it. I could put it all back together with the gauges. But then on the front, I used a piece of carbon fiber to make a plate. So it's It light. had to be carbon, didn't it? Well, I just had leftover carbon from other projects. So I have a carbon fiber plate... <laughs> 
And then I have this uh, this phone mount thing that's meant for like bikes. But I just cannibalized that. I got it for like $13 on Amazon. It's got a little lock on it. You can unlock it and you just twist it and the thing comes right off. And you glue it to your phone and then you swap it on here. They're pretty slick. I'm pretty excited about it. That way I can totally utilize my Apex Pro OBD2 interface with my Apex Pro unit. Apex Pro for life. So you're just going to use that little itty bitty iPhone as your gauges? That's it? I only need them for, I, I really only care about my, my, uh, my cooling temps and the rest are all mechanical. So I'll just use that for this stuff. And then like, yeah, as long as my, my coolant temps are, I can read that. You even want like a, like a tack. It's really not that important. Oh, okay. But yeah, it, that, that it has, the, it has all those gauges. Oh, okay. So and maybe it'll be too small. I don't think it will be. All right, cool. Yeah. So if you want any of that stuff, apextrackcoach.com. Boom. Uh, up first, J.R. Hildebrand potentially is rumored to be running an IndyCar at Pikes Peak this year. That'll be so fast. So fast, I'm Robbie. S- I'm scared for him. So right now, uh, they have released the event entry list. And on that list, it says J.R. Hildebrand, and then listed alongside him is 2021 Delara DW12 slash IR18, which is the current IndyCar. But uh, they don't want to talk about it. And when uh, Ronan Track reached out to Hildebrand, his response was simply, I have nothing more to share. This better not be some, like, dick tease and they don't show up. Right. I'm so mad. Right. But it better be, so, I want it to be real. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> so, assuming it does show up, I think it has a pretty good chance of taking the overall record, which is currently held by Volkswagen with their bonkers insane IDR at a time of 757.1. Uh, the first sub eight minute. I want to say it might have even been the first sub nine minute. No, that's not true. There's been cars in the nines. Yeah. In the eights. But he, he they shaved off a huge chunk of time when they took that car up there. Um, it ran a 605 at the Nürburgring. The IDR did. So, like, you know, it's fast. But, you know, an Indy car's fast. Also really fast. <laughs> so, I mean, depending on what they show up, like what tune they show up with and what aero package they show up with. Uh, yeah, this could be an insanely this could fast be the run. real deal, man. Yeah, I'm excited so. to see that. I hope I hope it comes to fruition and, and that they actually they yeah, run same. it. And I also same. hope that they. I mean, it's got to be a publicity thing, so I would, I would think you're going to see it. It's going to be in your face a little bit. So this is the 99th running, which is kind of crazy to me too. That's been doing it for 99 years. Uh, it's been more than 99 years, but this is just the 99th running. There have been a few years where they didn't run right? Uh, for whatever one reason or another. Um, but, yeah, 99 running. The, so next year is 100, which is, you know, where I figured more people would kind of pull out the stops. Yeah, I would expect next year to be huge. Like I could see an IndyCar showing up next year more than this year, but maybe, maybe this is just like getting warmed up. I don't know. 
yeah, if he shows up and runs it and then doesn't go all the way to 10, you know, just safely runs a ridiculous time. Yeah. Then goes back next year and with a little bit of confidence and uh, experience under his belt. Right. So, yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's a, that's a, they talk fast. about it here about how, um, like obviously be the first Indy car, modern Indy car, but it's not the first Indy car ever. Cause apparently back in the fifties and sixties, it was normal for some of these USAC competitors to race there, uh, which is kind of what predated the modern IndyCar era. And at some point, those have even been points-paying events. Huh. Back in the golden like, age. Like it, like it was part of the championship for that year for USAC racers, which is really <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Back when it was dirt. This is where all the old people back when back in, back my, in day. my day when it was a real man's race. <laughs> now you got all the safety and 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 <clears throat> pavement, grip, speed, <laughs> boring. <laughs> I don't know. I like that it's paved because yeah, that's more interesting to me. But I can see I could, where the dirt thing is interesting still. So yeah, the whole thing is interesting. It's it's fascinating all the way around. Absolutely fascinating. Drive it up, drive up that once in a regular vehicle, and then like you'll really get a feel for how bonkers that is. That's that's one of the few things that I'll just casually do on a Seto Corsa once in a while, just bike speed. Yeah, just for fun. Granted, I I crash a lot, but so long. <laughs> it's it's a blast. So long. It's, it's so cool. It's like I hate running the Nurburgring. People, I know people just put on like hundreds of thousands of laps on the Nurburgring, and I'm just like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, um, when it's taking seven minutes, it's time adds yeah. up fast. But yeah, if I'm doing an hour race on iRacing, I prefer the long tracks. Like I did a, yeah. I did an hour. Was it a Spec Racer Ford? I think it was an hour Spec Racer Ford race at Road America. Woof. It went by really fast. Yeah? Yeah. Like it went it went by really well. Or am, huh. I, or am I confusing two different races? Either way, it was an hour race and for some reason it was, it was a longer track, so it went by relatively quickly. Because hmm. yeah, I didn't realize I, I didn't realize what time it was. I just sat down and was like, Oh. Oh. Alright, well I'm on grid. <laughs> I guess we're doing this. <laughs> Not getting a bit on time tonight. Well it was funny because Jess just got home as I was doing my qualifying and she's Sorry. like how, how long are you gonna be i was like an you hour no it's an hour it's not <laughs> i thought it was 20 minutes i'll see you in an hour oh well Jesus. Where we? next formula e is essentially going to find manufacturers trying to quit the series so this is after what audi and bmw decided no more yeah, a bunch of people have left. So they're basically f- requiring all companies that sign up for that rule set. So, like, you know, the rules are set so the for... So Gen- the Gen 3 set rule set, which is coming out soon, um, anybody who signs up for it has to pay all the way to the end of that gen. Which, realistically, which is probably, what, three, ran, four, five years? They ran four years on the Gen 2 rules and car. Yeah, so it's kind of... What was it like? Two hundred thousand. It's a 
No, it's a staggering amount of money. How much? Uh, teams that quit will be required to pay the registration and homologation fee for each year that is left uh, that they run that. The homologation and registration fee, 415000 U.S. dollars. Wow. Yeah, so if somebody ran one year and said, well, can't run no more, they owe $1.2 or $3 million for the rest, realistically. Yeah. Which I I kind of don't blame them. I mean it's I mean if you if you have manufacturers sign up and you and you and you build your whole series around the fact of having let's just say 12 manufacturers or, or, or teams or whatever and then all of a sudden four pull out and now you kind of look like you know an amateur series when you don't have a full grid and so I mean it's kind of like leaving your lease early. I mean you're going to pay a penalty. So I mean I I, I get it. I get it. I mean, from a, from a planning standpoint and a series, I, I I understand why you would because you don't want someone just like, yeah, we'll be in it, and then a year later they all back out. Yeah, but I also kind of feel like it it kind of puts out this like uh, feeling of no faith in your series. I like if your series is successful and the competition is good. And the eyeballs are on it. They're not going to want to leave, which is true. Which I think that is proven that maybe I mean it's, I'd say Formula E is is doing as well as I would have expected them to. It's even captured my attention, and I had no expectation to because I've, I've watched more races than I ever expected to. And uh, and the, I mean the racing's fun. They let them race. They it's kind of like bumper cars at, at some points. But it's, but yeah, and to your point, yes, it. it it is kind of that like, well, without you, we're fucked type situation. So you got to pay yeah. for it, which is probably the case. You know what I mean? You you lose two major yeah, backers and probably, you know, let's just, just those two alone, $800,000 a year worth of fees. I mean, that, that goes a long ways. Yeah. So unless, yeah, yeah. It is. You're, you're not wrong. I, I, uh, it's still... I, I, I don't know. If I was if I was uh signing up for this, I would you know, I would maybe write into my contract some sort of like this is my expectation for this race series and if the race series doesn't meet that expectation, I want out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, if if you're going to tell me I have to pay for leaving, uh but I'm not seeing my return on investment then yeah that's probably what's going to end up being as a two way you know two way street here we'll yeah, yeah we'll pay but if, if this if this wasn't what we signed up for we're out cuz i mean and i'm not paying you and this, i mean stuff like this isn't uncommon i mean formula 1 don't they have to pay how's that go they pay like a 200 million dollar entry that gets distributed to the other teams for when a new team comes in so like that the the team the new team has to be able to pay two hundred million just to get in or something insane yeah. like that. I can't remember the specifics, but it's because then that money goes to the rest of the teams, and it also kind of proves that you're financially stable enough to be in Formula One. Right. They did they, the 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 economy of Formula One is is pretty wild. It's staggering, absolutely staggering. Yeah. 
Because, yeah, they talk about so. a budget cap, but, like, the budget's, like, a, a, you know, a billion and a half dollars. Okay, obviously <laughs> not, but it's it's insane. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> so. And last, Edelbrock is leaving California, partially because SpaceX is hiring too many machinists. That and their location is very, very expensive in California. And, and Mississippi's manufacturing facilities and industry and uh, industrial parks do not charge near as much as California. Right. So they're moving. <laughs> they're moving to Olive Branch, Mississippi, where they will be sharing a building with Comp Cams, who are you know they're all kind of owned by the same umbrella like parent company. corporation. Um, and so this this kind of broke news here a while ago. They were like, "Yep, we're closing it down," and they didn't really give any explanation to it. And so obviously. The internet does as the internet does. And there was all these rumors about how Edelbrock was going out of business and they were finding these financial problems and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they finally released another statement that were kind of like, no, 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 like quite the opposite. In fact, we want to grow and we're struggling to do such because all of our uh, all of our hiring pool is being gobbled up by SpaceX and Boeing. Yeah, and and their facility itself was not able to expand in their location. Right. Yeah, and I, I know that's so, super common in a lot of places, especially yeah, like so within they're the stuck with a facility they can't grow in. They're having a hard time competing in uh, or competing for employees, which I kind of don't feel bad for them about that. Like I realize that that aerospace is kind of like the end all be all. And, and that a lot of people just kind of assume like, Oh, I'm in aerospace. I should make a ton of money. But like, I mean, if that's what it costs to, to get these people, then I mean, you pay for you, you should have to pay for quality employees. I mean, that's, that's, that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. And if you take care of those people, they'll stay. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, that it's crazy to me that that's not a, a more commonly thought of thing. It's like, if you have a good employee and you pay them so much that they can't afford to leave, you're going to continue to have a great employee. Good work isn't cheap. <laughs> cheap work isn't good. Yeah. It's, you pay the employees what they're worth and treat them well and they'll stay. Yeah. But if you're not, so. if you're not in a, in a position to actually be able to do that and then you, then you put yourself in a position where you can. And it seems like Edelbrock yeah. is doing that, looking at the big picture saying, you know what, in the location where we're at, it's just not going to work. So we're going to move in to this other facility in Mississippi with comp cams and put us in a position where we can expand, where we can continue to grow, pay the employees what we can, you know, what we can afford to pay them while also not extrapolating the costs to the consumer. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, the, I think if they would have had, if they would have continued to manufacture in the location that they were at in California, the cost of doing business there was going to mean the cost of everything Edelbrock was going to go up. Again, I'm re- I'm reading between the lines a little bit, but that's definitely how I would it would come across to me. Yeah. So uh, there were 270 employees in this office in this building. Uh, a large chunk of them have accepted offers to relocate to one of six other Edelbrock locations. Um. So that's cool. Yeah. They were given options to move. Uh, and a bunch of them have taken it, which, you know, to me speaks a lot to that company because they could have just been like, well, fuck you guys and ran. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's not uncommon for 
companies to do this. I mean, when I interned at Bobcat, they did, you know, they were, they were bought, owned by Doosan and then they re did restructured how they did everything. So yeah. then, you know, they moved everything Bobcat to North Dakota and then changed the facility that was there. And it was just like everyone, everyone that was there didn't lose a job. They were just, they were, but it meant that if you wanted to stay there in the role that you had, it would have been, well, you can go to North Dakota or, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it, it, they did what they could to make, make the whole thing work. But yeah, obviously some people didn't take it. And obviously with some people had hurt feelings about it, but that's business in life. I'm just glad that Edelbrock isn't struggling that they're not, you know, cause like when this first broke, they were like, Oh, well, nobody buys Edelbrock parts. They must be going out of business. Uh, you know, there goes another, uh, hot rod, uh, icon company. Yeah. An icon. And you know, that apparently isn't the case. So no. that, and that, that makes me happy. I think people kind of assume that, like, you hear, you know, if you if a company closes one facility, they don't realize there's six or seven others. This is just one yeah. facility that's not working right, so we're going to change yeah. something. Yeah, that seems to be more common in California lately too. And you know, California's expensive. Thought, isn't SpaceX doing that? Or Tesla is Tes- Tesla's know. leaving. I mean, like. Um, a bunch of people are moving from California, like Los Angeles, it seems, to like places like Austin, Texas, or you know, Texas seems to be booming with people that are leaving California, just yeah. from the few people that I'm aware of. So I'm not yeah. sure if it's a, a, I wouldn't call it a mass exodus of California, but you know, I know it's like San Francisco's so expensive to live. I mean, you couldn't possibly do a manufacturing facility in San Francisco. I think you know, long time coming, I guess. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised when I see more companies say, you know what, we're going to take our Los Angeles-based facility and move it to Carroll, Iowa, because <laughs> yeah. because we can we can manufacture product for a tenth of the cost right. for the same quality. It's either that or move it to China, right? And everyone gets super mad. Rightfully about that. so, gets super mad about that. So. Right. No, I, th- I think you're going to start seeing. You do. You're going to see more manufacturing facilities in these smaller, maybe you know, d- different states for sure. Smallish. Yeah, I mean, Snap-on's got a big, big uh, uh, manufacturing facility in Algona. Yep. Of all places, Algona, Iowa. You know, northern, middle of nowhere, essentially Iowa. Yep. They've got a big manufacturing facility there. Yeah. So, so I, I, it doesn't surprise me. Indian builds motorcycles in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Yeah, Polaris. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. All the great companies are coming to Iowa. Watch out. Ohio. Yeah. Take that, Ohio. And California. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just, just like dig it random at specific people. Yeah, we make it so that no one has a clue what we're talking about except for like three people. Except for like that's the good two pod- people that are, that talk to us. Yeah, it's good podcast. That's good podcast. Absolutely. That's that's great comedy. You just make it so that it's so niche that only like three people laugh at it. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's what makes if you successful. Wanna, if you want to be in on the joke, then I guess uh, you know you need to message me personally more often so that I make fun of you. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I want to invite that, but I did. So we're equal opportunity. We'll make fun of everybody. But you got to put yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. And for so. making fun of you, it's because we care. Or Ish. not. Ish. <laughs> so. I think we got a good Let's show. Shut it down, Robbie. Yeah. Oh. Uh.
We'll I'm back. excited for 2021. I, I I have high expectations. I really do. I had a lot of people that are like, oh, just seems like 2021 is like, hold my beer, 2020. I'm going to kick your ass. But, you know, like, uh, it's only as bad as you make it. Yeah. I mean, I, 2020 had a, like, some really awful stuff happen, but, like. But it wasn't the worst year. I'm I'm not looking back on it going, you know, it was a wasted year. No, it really wasn't. I mean, you, no. I did everything I could to make the most of it, and I'm I'm yeah. quite happy with a lot of the stuff that came out of that year. And all, all yeah, things considered, it's fine. So, I, yeah, it's I have high expectations. As bad as you make it, I have high expectations for twenty one. I really do. I'm excited for it. Going so, to some tracks I haven't been to. Yes, hanging out with some people I haven't seen in a while. Also, hopefully, true. making some new friends along the way. It's going to be great. Yep. Sounds like a lot of winning there. I mean, I'm in. Word. All right, we'll catch everybody else next week. 